podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to give people um, new perspectives, um, new ideas. You're actually giving me new perspective. Because like we said, like I, I know nothing about femboys. Femboys, yeah. Before we get into that, maybe we should explain how we even got here today. Right, yeah. Okay, so um, Ali sent me your story and she was like, you should go on this podcast because, like, you have so much interesting stuff. I mean, Ali really gasses me up. She's like, you ha- you should have a documentary. I'm like, oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Ali just be like that. She's yeah. So awesome. I'm like, wow. Okay, thank you. Um, but, yeah, so I was like, let's do this. And so I said, I sent her. I was like, okay, you tell him. Because I was like, I sent my manager, basically. She's She's my assistant. Yeah, kind of, because she's, she sent me that. She's like, my friend wants... No, because what she told me, she says, my friend Eric wants to be on your podcast. So mm-hmm. I thought that she, you had seen my story. But it turns out she was the one who told you about it. No, she yeah, no, she told me about it. I didn't see it. Yeah, exactly. But she made it seem like you saw it. So then I texted you. And I was like, oh, like, do you want to be on my podcast? And then it seemed like you didn't know what I was talking about. No, no. I, <laughs> and I was like, I was, like I, I, I was kind of acting. I was like... Oh yeah, I know about this podcast. <laughs> oh, I was trying that to like was your plan. Okay, okay, be like a big guy. Like, oh yeah, oh, of course. My okay. assistant contacted you. <laughs> I see. Hey, Loki, I'm not mad because it's important to like, like, see, I don't know you, so you can act however you want to and like create your own persona. So That's to true. me, like that first impression is like, all right, cool. He definitely, you know, like. He knows what's up. <laughs> no stress. <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. No, I was just like, um, I don't know. I guess I'm shy. You don't like, you're, you're like, you don't like talk to someone and be like, hey, I just want to be on your podcast right now. Like, I guess it's just kind of like, I don't know. Well, funny enough, the that same day that I posted the story, I I said, because uh, did you even see my post or not? Yeah, she sent me the post. Oh, she sent you the post. Okay. Yeah. Well, in the post, I was like, oh, if there's anyone who wants anyone has any recommendations for anyone else that mm-hmm. could come on the podcast i would i would love to to know right and i've had a couple people say and they're all like oh i should be on your podcast oh my god I people would be like oh this they're like they're like no i'm interesting i'll be on your podcast and i was like well okay <laughs> wow what an honor that i'm here no honestly i'm more interesting than all those other people i guarantee it <laughs> i have so much I'm interesting like, stuff have, like, i'm just i'm putting like the points like a <laughs> Yeah, so I guess today we're going to be talking about AI. Um, more importantly, like artificial super intelligence. It's like this idea of like an AI that's so intelligent that it can do anything. Like almost godlike. Do you know about Neuralink? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that's more probable to happen way before some sort of like... It's interesting because a lot of scientists say, well particularly Ray Kurzweil, I think he's the one who, he's the, like the lead scientist at Google, who's, um, who is it? Ray Kurzweil or something like that. Okay. Um, he's like the lead scientist at Google studying, con- uh, he's like developing a quantum computer. Mm. And so he's, heard about that. Yeah, yeah. he says that um, AI is going to be like pretty big, like artificial general intelligence is going to be like a th- capable of doing so much stuff by like 2045 and so a lot of people get scared about that and they think oh well that's like no way that's going to happen but what i say is well look at how much computing power has developed over the years Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't understand that um like 
my phone is just as powerful as a room of computers back in like the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And technology develops exponentially. And so a lot of people think it develops in a linear form, but it develops like, we're really at the breaking point where it's going to go crazy. Yeah, for sure. And you're talking about a phone, but even like our phone right now is more powerful than even like like 20 computers in like 2000 still like not even in the 80s oh yeah like it's going crazy like you're saying like the more you have the more like quickly like things are bound to happen and even like did you see the social dilemma the movie the documentary i haven't seen it but i have i have some thoughts i have some thoughts okay, well just the, the the point i'm trying to make is like in the movie the one of the guy i forget his name is Tr- tristan harris is one of the producers of the movie and he talks about like the algorithm of instagram facebook twitter all these like all these algorithms that try to like bombard you with like personalized ads, right? Yeah. Well, right. this algorithm that was created, I don't know, back in 2012, 14, like it has, they created like this monster basically. They created the code for the algorithm mm-hmm. and by itself, it got better and better to a point where humans couldn't even really understand like yeah. how effective it was being until yeah. very recently, right? And they were mm-hmm. saying like this algorithm is like a fucking, it's huge. Yeah. And, and by itself, it's a learning and it's a sort of AI. It's a very basic kind of like, yeah, it's a basic AI. People basic. get scared about that, but it's like, it, no, that, that it, one, it's, it just does ads. You yeah, know? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's not going to murder the world, but yeah. I'm curious to know what you think when you talk about like AI, what is that? What, what kind of form does that take? So a lot of people like to think like killer robots, yeah, um, like mm, yeah. robot shit, which is not, I true. mean, what's more likely would be, um, and Elon Musk a lot, like, he's scared of artificial... Yeah, exactly, yeah, he's super scared. He's yeah. scared of artificial general intelligence. He's like, they're going to kill us all. They're going to think of us like ants. Um, I tend to be on the more optimistic side. It's good to have these critiques like, okay, yeah, it could kill us all. But I like to think that it has a moral system and empathy where it can actually create this, like, utopic world where there's no disease, no dying. You can die if you want to, but... I'm looking to upload my mind, like, you know, stuff like that. So, um, so if like, if they were about to throw some new sort of technology and they're like, you can put your brain into the cloud, you would do it. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm going to freeze myself. I told my mom that use my money in my bank. If I dine out, use my money in my bank account to freeze my head. <laughs> to freeze your head. Like yeah. if you die tomorrow, you want to freeze your head. Yes. I said, don't. Don't go to the cryo place in Russia because I don't know what they're going to do to me there. So do it in the U.S. They're going to like shit my head over. <laughs> like, does that serve some sort of purpose? Like, in the future? oh yeah. So basically, um, nanotechnology is another thing. Um, there's cons to it, like the gray goo scenario, which is basically the whole world gets encompassed in like this gray goo <laughs> because of all these robots. There's a Futurama episode on it where like Bender is just like drinking beer and like the whole world is just Isn't a that bunch every of single episode? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, but the more optimistic side is basically like you'll have these like little hospitals essentially like these robots are basically like gonna just, oh, you have cholesterol, like it's fine, like we'll deal with it, you know? Or you have like a heart disease, it's fine, like you're good. You could eat unhealthy as much as you want. You could. So, wait, but... wait, wait, hold on. Can I stop you right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. I'm, I'm a little confused. So, when you talk of this utopic world, right? Is, are you talking about robots that we've created that like that have our minds, no. or is it like you yourself become kind of half robot, or is it like that movie? I don't know if you've seen that movie where it's like people wake up and they go into like this cabin that's like in their room. 
mm-hmm. and then some robot that's in the living room. Basically, like you put yourself in a cell and your brain connects to your clone. And this clone like never ages and can do a bunch of drugs and it's like good forever. I think that having a more immortality on Earth is problematic because we just don't have the space and we don't have the like materials. Mm-hmm. My, I would rather have like just like kind of like Sword Art Online, like this anime where it's like you upload your mind and then you could just live in a world where you could do anything you want. A virtual world. Anything you want. Yeah, virtual world. Oh, so what you're and talking it, about is pure, is purely virtual. You could do virtual, but there's also... That's like end goal. You know, that's like... We'll get to that later. But right now, you mentioned the social dilemma, which I have issues with. A lot of the time when people judge social media and other technologies, they're not... They tend to judge the concept, but not necessarily the companies and the hierarchies that are associated with that concept. So what I mean by that is social media is not a bad thing. It's good, actually. I think it's it's a net positive. But the problem with it is that it's in these companies' best interest to make it as addictive as possible so they can make a profit mm-hmm. and make it as unhealthy as possible in turn. So... Um, so I think what we need to do is kind of like get rid of capitalism, which I don't think is, I think it's possible now, but to a certain extent, like what I'm talking about, what I consider myself is a fully automated luxury anarchist. So fully automated means all the robots are going to do the jobs. Um, you can work if you want to, it's not contribute anything to society though, but go ahead, you know, um, and then, so that's the fully automated part. Luxury is that we can all have these luxury items now because of asteroid mining. Uh, we can have loads of phones if you want to. You can have as many phones as you want. You can have like the greatest like wine or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the luxury aspect. And the anarchism aspect, a lot of people think like anarchism, like chaos. But what I mean is, what anarchism is, it means it's a society with no government no companies it's just people so everyone's living equally in this world with no authority but the only authority i would put would be this artificial intelligence and so the artificial intelligence would be the one to organize all the resources do you want this okay i'll get it for you you just press on your little i don't know virtual pad or something and then you'll get like your like bread or something. Um, like money wouldn't exist. There's no such thing as money in this world. And so even with that, you get rid of organized crime. You get rid of lots of things that money has caused that are It's bad. just full abundance of everything. Exactly. Okay. I have a couple of questions. Go ahead. Well, f- first of all, the... We talk about everyone living equally. Right. That's not the actual definition of anarchy, because anarchy is, by definition, is complete chaos. Right. It's it's a lack of. It's um, not though. It's... Is it in in terms of the definition? Is it not? No, I know it's a really big misconception. Like people, people think it means God. It really doesn't. Um, well, oh, sorry. Maybe chaos is not the right word, but it is like there's no there's no government. There's there's no nothing that kind of like yeah. Right puts, now. If we had anarchy, it would be chaos. 
I don't agree with anarchism right now because I don't think it's possible because it would, I think it would be chaotic to not have laws or government. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I do think is with an AI that is so intelligent that it can manage all these systems that it can, that, that can make anarchy possible. But well, for then, social, well, then it, it wouldn't be anarchy. Then it would just be social justice for everyone, right? I guess it's like because everyone has like you don't money doesn't exist, so there's no need to fight. There's no need for power because everyone has whatever they want. If they just on the little iPad, you know, invisible yeah. iPad to get their bread or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've thought about that myself. Like, if would an godlike artificial intelligence be considered an authority i i mean i would consider it more like a system that abides by humans rules because we would st- uh, ideally the ai would have to listen to all of us so we could still vote but it would be in a way where it's like okay you're gonna vote on whether um whether uh let's say abortion is gonna be legal so everyone in the world will have to vote on that issue. Ooh, okay, that's a whole other complexity of things. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I thought you meant, like, because if if the if this godlike AI is controlling like <laughs> like laws, for example, like abortion. No, it's not like it's. That's the thing. It's not a dictatorship. It the it's a direct democracy. So. Right, humans. but but if like if humans tell the AI if abortion is possible or not, that's mm. already creating rules for humans. And I thought the idea was there was no rules. The idea I have difficulties with, um, I have certain difficulties with laws. Um, some laws I agree with, and some laws I don't. But ideally, the anarchist or society that I would want to create would be a society in which there are certain laws that would exist yeah to keep some sort of like general control no like you can't yeah. just go and stab someone like yeah i know or maybe you can in your world i don't know yeah no no i would hope not <laughs> no um yeah because the definition of anarchism is like no laws no this um but i think you can tweak it in a way that it can actually be um possible and not because I don't, I just don't think it's possible to not have laws and like I don't think that's possible. Definitely, the, the anarchism that I advocate for has um, has laws, but also tends to be the most plausible and um, egalitarian kind of anarchy. I that, do not know what that means. Like equal. Okay. Like equal, everyone's equal, which I guess all anarchy is kind of like that, but. I feel like if we had it now, it's like it just leads to this person's gonna go get power, or this person's gonna go get power, right? Which I don't want. Okay. Um, so I guess this is a couple of my questions because the let's say that that, that it, in reality this idea does function, right? Like AI becomes mm-hmm. um, really humane, really intelligent, mm-hmm. but in a way that doesn't really control like humans. It's kind of just more of a, gu- a guardian. Uh, to kind of keep everything in peace, right? Exactly. Without any having some sort of some sort of like mm-hmm. uh, in inequalities or injustice, we control it. Yeah, yeah, we control. It, yeah, 
Um, and for example, you're talking about everyone could have anything luxurious and you can have everything you want in the world and everything's mm-hmm. good. Is that some, to you, does that kind of translate into happiness? Like, does that to you conclude into, is utopia for you, um, quote unquote, luxury for everyone? Because um, I think not that- for me. Um, okay. And that's why I advocate for virtual reality. And that's why I think that virtual world, I mean, like, I think the anarchy will come in before then. But I think the end goal of humanity should be to achieve a virtual reality. Because. Okay, really? Yeah. You think the idea is that everyone should be like in a virtual world? Well, if they want to. But yeah, I think. Uh, so like how the world could be just sleep in their bed in some virtual reality and the other one just living their life? Well, it would be more like a matryoshka brain. So it would be a supercomputer surrounded that surrounds the. <laughs> I can just imagine that. That's crazy. It's a, it's a supercomputer that surrounds the sun. <laughs> Is it true? It's, it's called a matryoshka brain. It's an interesting concept. Um, but so we can have that enough computing power to uh, create virtual realms. Um, virtual realms or yeah well, reality reality okay yeah, 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 whatever yeah. reality you want yeah um if you want to go back in time you can go back in time you know um in your virtual world yeah, yeah sure, sure but um it also brings up philosophical questions like what can you do in your virtual world are there going to be laws in your virtual world is there going to be other people with consciousnesses in your virtual world which is another topic but i'm sure people could like interconnect with some servers oh yeah stuff, yeah you know? for sure for sure you could probably interconnect with the real world if you wanted to and see what's going on you could probably be like um just like see what's going on wow but you'd have to be like that's okay so you're like in this in this virtual world but you can still check back on the earth yeah um see what's but you're just on. not there you're just like looking yeah, at it like what's popping yeah <laughs> <laughs> from your much younger brain <laughs> yeah but um the reason i i think humanity should go to that is because we all have different ideas of utopia so everyone wants a different type of utopia and so i think in order to achieve that we can we have to create a utopia for each individual person which is kind of confusing but Mm -hmm. no no no. i definitely understand what you mean um can i give you my description of okay well yeah you give me your description yeah okay okay but but yeah I guess it's crazy because people see it differently. Um, but to me, that kind of world... No, okay, no, hold up. Let me start again. Um, I think like in the utopia, utopia of anyone and, and what everyone in this world wants above a bunch of layers of whatever, like what your life might have been looked like and how in a bad situation you can be, mm-hmm. everyone wants just love and happiness. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. That's the basic need of every single human being. Agreed. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Right. So above luxury and everything else, like yeah, yeah if you yeah. don't have anyone who cares and loves for you, it's kind of hard to even like, you know, be. We're, we're just humans. We come from yeah. millions of years of like, of evolution where that's what we were doing, and only recently has that changed into mm-hmm. very like individualistic lifestyles and into stuff like AI, which a hundred years ago was unimaginable. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy. So. To me, my utopia seems like somewhere where everyone is happy, but then it depends because to me, happiness honestly doesn't really, um, not qualify, but doesn't really go into necessarily like luxurious things. Mm -hmm. It comes into like passion and wellness. So for me, like 
I'm a musician. Music is literally my life. So my utopia would be making music all day. Mm -hmm. Um, And it would be literally just like meditating and like eating good food and probably living like in a nice house in like Australia. And like, and, and that, and that's what to me, like, I would just feel really happy and content to be there with people that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you think so? So I, I definitely see the appeal of, of AI and I think it's an incredible thing. And I would, I think it'd be great if not great, but I would, I really wouldn't give a fuck if people mm-hmm. were like in their bedrooms living some sort of alternate reality. But to me, that's what it would seem like my perfect world. You know? Right. So, yeah, I, a lot of people think of like luxury as like, gold champagne or something like but that's what i think yeah like diamonds and shit yeah but like what we're doing right now is luxury you know yeah like i mean to a certain extent to a certain extent but these are considered luxuries what i consider a luxury is something that is um not essential and so we can it's arguably we have the capacity to have to give people all the essential services and products for free right now that's arguable arguable um but what i want to do is say well if we want to get rid of capitalism which creates hierarchies which i don't like i think everyone should be equal mm-hmm, um then we have to get rid of markets gradually of course i don't believe in this revolution bullshit but um, <laughs> um what, what do you mean what, what kind of revolution there are some people who are like oh we're gonna have this communist revolution and i'm like guys no that sounds fucking horrible <laughs> <laughs> wait hold on but communism kind of looks a little bit like like honor anarchism doesn't it because there's because it's everyone's yes. kind of equal communism is anarchism that's what a lot of people don't understand okay I'm, well <laughs> i'm glad you mentioned that i'm glad you but there's different forms of communism. Yeah, no, definitely. So there's anarchism, which is what I advocate for, but there's also Leninism, Marxist Leninism, which yeah, is, yeah, I'm familiar with. You know, Soviet Union dictatorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I don't advocate for. So that I'm talking about, I'm talking about anyone honestly who Wait, advocates for a revolution. I just don't like revolutions. Can I, can I just make a quick? But the thing is, Karl Marx and like this. Karl Marx. Karl Marx. Yeah, Karl Marx. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did I mispronounce it? You said Karl Marx. Oh, Karl Marx. Um, <laughs> like, his teachings were taken into the Soviet Union, but that wasn't his initial idea. Oh, no. Like, if you read his, like, yeah, uh, no. Communist Manifesto, like, that, he talks about something where, like, people find passion. It's and a com- uh, he, uh, uh, Communism is essentially a commune. I mean, yeah. uh, people don't understand In his basic that. term, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, people are everyone equal. I, I, there are communes around the world. Um, very small now. But yeah, he definitely didn't like, he, he advocated for a di- dictatorship, but that was more, he would, ideally it would, um, like slowly become irrelevant and then it would be like governmentless society and no laws and no money and stuff. But, um, that obviously didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think quite the opposite of that. <laughs> no, but I don't consider Marxists. Uh, I, I, I would consider myself a Marxist. I mean, a lot of people are consider themselves Marxist because the term is really like broad now. Uh, Marxist really entails like you, you essentially have taken a lot of the teachings from Marx because he had lots of good critiques of capitalism. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily agree with his solution, but his critiques and certain aspects of his solution, like what his end goal was, I agree with. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Yeah. But, um, 
yeah, I, I think technology has the ability to create a more equal society. I think that's that's a big deal. Uh, a lot of our wars, a lot of um, our systems are set up on scarcity. The fact that we have scarce materials and scarce resources. And so in order to change that, we have to not make them scarce anymore. I think the idea of even a nation or a country is problematic because it causes difference and friction mm -hmm. within our world. And then that creates conflict. So. Do you think that if everyone reached a point of enlightenment, I think you get a call. Oh, it's Discord. It's fine. Discord. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you think that, if you think that people reached a level of enlightenment like Buddha, right? Are you familiar with Buddha? Yeah, no, I actually I find his teachings very interesting. Yeah, it's, he it's he discusses suffering and how it might be essential in order to have happiness. But yeah, yeah, in which I I definitely agree. Well, anyways, just the the basic is like, if everyone any everyone was able to reach a level where they understand that like. First of all, the physical bodies like only transcends to something that's different, like right, like they, like this world in itself is uh, only but a step into the many many steps that go further than that. And mm -hmm. I actually I believe that like uh, our souls go into different realms after we die. Like I mm -hmm. also believe in reincarnation, um, and I think that this world we live right now is like one of the toughest levels, quote unquote, if you want, because it's a level where we have like. You know, in a video game, when you start playing, you have, like, mm -hmm. learning controls and stuff. And then you have, like, when you start getting, like, liberty to do whatever you want. I feel like this is this world. It's like we, <laughs> we've learned the controls and we're there. We can do whatever the hell we want. But we get stuck working a 9 to 5 or whatever because, like, we try to find some comfort, right? But mm -hmm. I think that if you reach enlightenment, you can just be with yourself and be happy with what you have. Even when that is nothing, honestly. Um... And therefore, you don't have the need to even escape to, uh, to whatever else. Mm. So my question is: Do you think, um, if everyone reached that level of like understanding enlightenment, um, we would still want to like live in different realms of like AI and and I forgot the name of your brain matryoshka brain matryoshka brain stuff. It's like a Russian matryoshka doll. Like the oh, that, okay, okay, like, yeah, yeah. That's essentially how it would be. Like each layer of the sun would kind of, there'd be a computer layer, but yeah, because <laughs> we need a lot of energy, so the sun has the best energy. But um, I've actually, it's funny because I've actually thought this myself. I'm like, well, if everyone has the essentials and we reach like nirvana, like what Buddha sure. calls, and I'm like, like, will we even need this? And I'm kind of thinking like. I mean, I don't know. There, there. I feel like not everyone can, not everyone necessarily wants that. It's like we were talking about um, utopia. Like Buddha says that that is the way to achieve happiness, like true happiness. And I just don't, I'm not necessarily sure if I agree with that. I think like he believes that you have to like um, get rid of your wants and stuff. Like that's why they shave their hair and stuff like that. But I just think, I don't know, that I, I, I just want to have fun, you know? And I feel like that's what a virtual world can do. Like, 
if I want to fight some like knights or dragons, like I'm down. Like that sounds like a blast, you know? Yeah, Lokia sounds super fun. <laughs> yeah, it sounds amazing. Like I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> but yeah. So, but that's what um, that's another thing. I, I, like that's why I believe in reform. Like I think we should gradually make essential services and products free and stuff like that um, while still maintaining the market. So then people can, you know, you know, uh, strive for their passions. And that's also why I advocate for like fully automated stuff because some people like their work. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't like their work. And, um, I'm glad a lot of people pursue art and philosophy because I think those are really the, going to be the big things in the future when everything's automated, because that's what people like to do. They like to have fun. Um, but not everyone can do that, you know, uh, and a lot of people can't. So it's just, I want, I want to make sure everyone can achieve, not everyone can achieve nirvana if not everyone has the resources. You know what I mean? Cause even, I'm, I'm not sure though. Cause, cause Buddha even said that he, he believed he, he would try and find happiness through, um, different, um, I think it was gurus. Um, and then one of them was like, oh, starve yourself and suffer, suffer, suffer. And that's the way to happiness. And he realized, mm, no. Um, and so instead he believed that, okay, well, you should just have enough stuff to survive and to, you know, eat, um, sleep, stuff like that. And then you could meditate and achieve nirvana. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the legend of Buddha is really, like, intense. Because, yeah. like, f- from what I'm aware, and I can't say that I know, like, a lot, but, like, Buddha goes through, okay, well, from what the legend says, and as far as I'm aware, it's, like, he, he was born, like, a rich, like, a prince, right? Yeah. So, Buddha was a prince. Yeah. And then he lives in this, like, little bubble. Eventually, he sees that suffering exists outside of his little castle, whatever he lives, right? Yeah. And he goes on this quest um, to, to, like, kind of understand the world. Mm-hmm. And goes through, like you're saying, starvation, so pain and suffering and love and attachment, detachment to whatever. When he like lives through all the steps of, of the human's emotion and like lets go of everything, even like mm-hmm. literally like love for a partner or whatever. Um, I think that's a really in- intense example, same as the Bible, right? Where they use like really intense examples that just don't really correlate to our current society. Yeah. Um, what was I going with this? I don't know. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but the, 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 the point that I had is, um, I forget what I was saying. It's okay. <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> I, I had, I was, I was trying to ask you a question with, with Buddha, but, um, okay. Yeah, no. So the thing is, okay. Yeah. With Buddha, the idea is that I don't think that like, I don't think that social justice needs to exist. Uh, for people to to start having self-understanding. Uh, and, and by the okay. way, it's very unlikely that the world is completely just and that third world countries don't exist anymore um, before people actually start to like do the personal revelation, right? Or mm-hmm. people that live maybe in a, in a shithole in fucking Kazakhstan or, or whatever, like mm-hmm. can be like, hey, all I need is to sit down um, with, of course, maybe like the rightful tools, like, knowing maybe how to meditate or, or write or even like develop your own thinking um 
and like and kind of be like you know I, i'm not a like i'm not a slave to this world have you mm. seen white tiger that, that movie on netflix no i haven't the story of this indian uh indian adult uh that lived that was like, in, like back in the 80s um and he lives in a small village you know like at that time most people who lived in poor villages they lived off being like the servant or for like a master right Mm-hmm. So like they just try to find someone to work for some someone rich, uh, and the story is this guy who like for some reason naturally kind of has this this revelation where he's like, well, like why why do I have to be a servant to someone else? Like why can't I be my own person? But most of India just kind of lives in that cycle where it's like you people are so poor you kind of like have a limited option. The people think you only have that, and they call it the rooster in the cage. You can only be this, and you're in a cage. Like that's what your life is. Mm. Until he was like, well, no, I can be my own fucking person. I mean, it's like a drama movie, yeah. but um, the days he breaks out of that rooster box. And I think that's what needs to happen for a lot of people. And I, uh, yeah. I think, think of it more as like Maslow's hierarchy of needs where it's like... I'm, a, I'm unfamiliar with it. It's like basically like there's like survival at the bottom, like eat, sleep, yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And there's like social stuff, like have friends. And, but you have to have each of these layers in order to reach self-actualization. And so that means like, like creating art, finding your true identity, finding your philosoph- philosophical, like trying to find philosophical answers, um, having uh, certain moral ideas that you've come up with, you know? So, um, yeah. Um, I just think people need, essentials first before coming to that reality hmm. so do you do you think that you yourself isn't enough mm. like you need something else in your world to transcend to being someone better Mm. I'm throwing you hard questions, by the way. Yeah. No, I've actually, like, one time I was like, oh, I just want to become a Buddhist monk. Like, yeah, literally. I've thought about that, like, several times. I was like, I would look up tickets, and I was like, I should go to Tibet right mm-hmm. now, especially with COVID. Like, <laughs> I just need yeah. that balance. But, um, I've definitely, uh, I don't really understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, repeat it, repeat it. I forgot. Do you think you need, like, do you think that yourself isn't enough to transcend to someone better? Like, do you think you need friends and family and love to be able to better yourself? I do. I do. Interesting. And that's where I don't, I kind of disagree with Buddha. I think, like, you do, you do need a certain level, uh, a certain amount of, whether it's essential stuff, as well as, like, friends and family and your own passions in order to create happiness. So I kind of, I, I disagree with the idea where you can eliminate your wants in order to end your, end suf- end your suffering. Um, I just disagree with that. I don't think, I don't think it's human. You, you, you know? know what? Weirdly enough, I, I actually kind of agree with you. <laughs> I, I was about to be like, I don't think so, but actually I agree. And like, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, and I mean, I say this to like a lot of people, but um because i think to me it seems like the most possible thing to do right because when you're talking about even the we'll go back to the ai stuff but Mm -hmm. like that to me seems really huge but i wouldn't even understand where to start i'd be like where the fuck do we start this like how do we even build your 
your your matryoshka brain. Matryoshka brain. I keep <laughs> um, so what I'm saying is, uh, do you know Confucius? Uh, the philosopher. Yeah, the yeah. Chinese philosopher, like yeah, the, yeah. whatever dynasty. Um, like he basically predicts in his writings that like the world will become, um, kind of like what it is today, and like that people cool. will be like in cities and like won't just consume everything we won't make anything so it won't be sustainable and mm. countries will be poor some other will be very rich there'll be power with money comes influence comes all things. So like oh my he, god he predicted the whole fucking world it's crazy um and he says well before this happens what sh- like what should he put in place is that in itself humans need to live in communities like mm. you need to care for every single person you're surrounded with mm. and humans can only be emotionally attached to I believe maximum is like two hundred people. I actually know that. Yeah, it's a uh, Dunbar's number. I only I, I like make it. I make sure for my close friend story. I only have hundred fifty. I, I have max hundred fifty people, or like for my social media, I'm like okay, max five hundred for acquaintances. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually. That's... I'm so weird like that. I'm like okay, these are my close friends. <laughs> that that actually makes a lot of sense because it's only what the human brain is capable of. It's pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. Cause, cause then you know, like again in a city, you can walk next to a homeless dude, and it's like incredibly intense, but you can feel nothing mm. because because you're just not capable of handling someone's suffering. Mm. You know, people are like oh, I have to deal with my own shit, and that and that's true. You know, so what he says is we need to live in communities where you can care for each and single individual. Um, so therefore, um, you do care if someone vandalizes your house. You do care if this happens, like, and, and like, everyone kind of lives in its, um, in this community where you can, like, actually communicate, um, mm-hmm. and also make your own food so you don't have to rely on things that are being exported from, like, South America, and you right. also, like, sometimes you just can't eat avocados in the winter. Like, that's just the way it is. <laughs> or maybe you can if you, like, build greenhouses or whatever, but, That's like, why, that's my, my thinking. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's I'm, true. like, no, vertical you... farming, like... Put no, it underground. I, I, I agree, definitely. Okay. <laughs> that's true, that's true. In like a very modern, like, true. Because yeah. in my idea, I think of it as like very rustic, but that's true. You can definitely have avocado yeah. in the winter. Um, but I just think like, for example, for me, my utopia would be something like that. Mm. And the first way to start would be to like, cities just shouldn't really exist. Like, they're just not sustainable. But for your idea of AI, and I'm asking you, I don't know if you know, but like, where the fuck do we start? To build your so what's gonna start here's brain. what's here's the plan here's right. the plan. yeah uh, that's, that's what i'm interested in what's your plan so the plan would be to have um the gov to slowly get to socialism market socialism so um you think that's the first step i think that's the first step well so like i'll get to that's it that's a huge step <laughs> i'll get to it i'll get to it okay. so so Okay, first step is to nationalize essential services and products. So, um, toilet paper, make it free. Um, dental care, make it free. You know, anything that's essential should be free, universal. That's how I believe. Slowly, you know, every four years, okay, dentist stuff is all free now. You know, stuff like that. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep your thought. Can I ask you something? Yes. Because the thing is, it gets with that it gets complicated because for example you talk about essentials mm-hmm. what even is essentials for example let's say makeup okay well, that's not essential yeah but some people might consider it essential some people mm-hmm. who like you know i think there would definitely have to be like votes on like what 
we would deem essential. And I think. What about minorities? Oh my god! Yeah, you're, who, who you're bringing like, up some good arguments. Yeah, who, minorities who are like to me like that shit is like that is essential like for my well being for my mental health. Mm. I know you don't have the answer, but I'm wondering like 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 what, what can we do for that? It's kind of hard, eh? Yeah, I think essentials would be what would be deemed survival for what would um, humans need in order to survive. I think I would deem that as to. Something that is essential. Mm-hmm. I, Food, I agree with that. Shelter, you know, that stuff. Basic. Uh, which, unfortunately, um, people can't have sometimes mm-hmm. in the world we live in today. But when it comes to AI, let's just stick with AI. Mm-hmm. I think the government now needs to nationalize and research artificial intelligence right now. Because the problem that we have is Russia and China are doing that. Um, and and the democratic countries, um, it's Microsoft and Google. So we have a choice between, well, um, there's these super rich mon- monopoly companies that are controlling this pretty big deal invention that's um, almost could be godlike, or we have two dictatorships that could create this super crazy AI. So what I think is that these democratic countries need to start investing in this technology so we can make it safe and so it can be democratic. So that's first step. Researching AI and making sure it's government funded only. The problem with stuff like that is now space is turning into a private thing. And I don't agree with that because I don't I don't think um I don't think a company should own parts of space. <laughs> I just don't it sounds it sounds absurd, but people are like Oh, wait, that's actually happening with Elon Musk. He's like creating his own like city on Mars. So it's like, okay, we're actually getting to this point where it's like basically a private company owning cities, you know? So I think that's important um, to talk about. Then once AI gets to a point where it's so intelligent, which is, I I believe it's very soon, it's going to be quick. So that's what anarchism means. We're going to go straight to, boom, anarchism. And what I think it's, I think it would be easier to have socialism before then, but it's possible not to have that. You don't have to. I think it's, it would be easier. Um, I think we say to the, I think if we teach the artificial intelligence, okay, we don't want this government. We don't want, uh, we want this, this, this is a society we want. And if all country, if all certain countries agree with that, we all those countries can be under this artificial intelligence um, kind of umbrella, where they kind of like the EU, think of it like that, where everyone is under this umbrella of the artificial intelligence. They don't have money, they don't have governments, but they still vote on stuff. Sometimes there's still some laws um, to keep people to not create chaos, um, and everyone's equal. So that's what I think what I, I would want. But the problem is, is first, before, before then, a UBI is going to be essential. And a lot of people don't understand that. A UBI is so essential um, because a lot of people think like, oh, well, people who get automated out of their jobs will just retrain them. No, that's... Uh, 
it's, it's, it doesn't work like that. You're not going to retrain a truck driver to become like a code or, or something. Like it's just like in Indiana. What's a UBI? Okay. A UBI is universal basic income. Oh, okay. okay. So that means everyone gets a check yeah. like every month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, $1,000. So you get this check. It's like serve. It's like serve. Yeah. Um, so we would need that because a lot of people are going to be unemployed because of automation. And then what's going to happen? They, they're going to hate on robots. And it's like, well, no, guys, that's not the problem. It's probably not, the problem is not the robots. It's the system that we're in. That's the problem. Because we, you guys can have shelter and that stuff. But unfortunately, if we don't have the UBI, these people are getting poor on the streets because of the greed of these large corporations. But yeah, government funding research for AI, first step, right away. Trudeau can do that right now. If he wants to, Legault can do that right now. If he wants to, all these world leaders can, and that's what Putin's doing. And I think we should like talk because Putin has said before, whoever controls AI can control the world. So this is true. That's scary. (laughs) That's scary. No, for sure. Um, So I think it's important to have governments research this and fund it. Next. UBI and actually UBI, whatever small, it could be a hundred dollars a month. The government could do that easily. Here's a hundred dollars a month for everyone. Uh, a lot of people say, let's do it a thousand. I'm okay with that too. Depends what it is. Um, slowly nationalize essential services so people can, uh, who are unemployed can afford, you know, dentistry and that stuff and that stuff. And then get to the point where we can basically live in anarchy which sounds crazy but i see more of the of the path it's super interesting stuff mm-hmm. what i'm wondering is in your opinion what's the most likely scenario like th- this is what kind of like that's what you would want it to look mm-hmm. like that's what i want but like and then let's take the next 15 years what's the most probable way that ai is gonna actually be introduced to the world because the way that it happens i think and unfortunately mm-hmm. is people don't really realize that it's becoming a thing mm-hmm. like the internet they're like ah fuck the internet mm-hmm. then one day guess what it's huge and then <sighs> the government had no control over it yeah and then we go through like this trial and error phase where we're mm-hmm. like that's what it is oh really they have algorithms i guess we should put regulations like yeah, yeah. did you see when fucking uh, mark uh zuckerberg was in front of the senate and the dude it's so embarrassing it's literally like it's just a bunch of bo- uh, i like i say boomers uh, no i love o- i love old boomers. people yeah, but yeah. like there nothing wrong with some no. boomers are like really it's just like a lot of old people in washington and that i'm i'm fine with having some old people in the government, but like, guys, like, we need some young people up in there. <laughs> like, I mean, look, they're finding they're old, but if they don't, like, they inv- they invited him to come over and they asked him how Facebook uh-huh. makes his income. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, Anyways, ads. Yeah, it's like we run ads. Like that's that's why you call me here. <laughs> like, oh my god, security. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've definitely seen a lot of trial error. Do you think that AI is going to be the same thing over again? It's going to be introduced in some half-assed way. People who know about it, like Elon Musk, will have a really big uh, part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then most of us will be kind of like stuck 
trying to even understand what happened? Or do you think we can actually realistically um, implement some sort of plan so we're not in the same scenario I'm, as always? I'm kind of pessimistic, to be honest. I, I'm super pessimistic, too. Um, I don't want to be, but I am. Like, Yeah, me neither. Um, we could have this world that I'm advocating for. Um, we don't necessarily need to have anarchy. I think that's the best form, but we can mm-hmm. have that in 100 years or so, whatever. But you, you really want Ark to happen, don't uh, yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> because I think that I, I just don't, I don't think someone should be higher on the authority list than someone else. You know, I, I just yeah. like, disagree with that. Yeah. But I think in the capitalist system right now, um, it's going to be like a cyberpunk yeah, genre. Yeah, I was going to mention cyberpunk. And that's, well, that's what cyberpunk talks about. It's essentially anti- Did you play the game? I didn't play. I, I want to wait till the bugs are fixed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play when they come out with multiplayer because I'm like, okay, it's pretty, gonna be cheaper then. Hopefully the bugs are fixed. But um, yeah, cyberpunk and this is a genre that came from the '80s, um, like Blade Runner and that stuff. It's anti-capitalist, and so a lot of people like confuse it with, oh, this is what technology could happen. That's what technology could happen under capitalism, under this system, under a dictatorship. You know, like China or something. Um, I mean, it wouldn't look like that for us because we're not under the dictatorship. But so who knows what it, it would could look, look like, like that for us because we're we're privatizing everything. We're privatizing a lot of stuff. Ontario privatized their hydro stuff. Like imagine Hydro Quebec getting privatized and then they're raising really? up the prices. Yeah. Who owns it? Um, I don't know. What's some company? Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Um, the UK has privatized loads of stuff, essential stuff, like. Uh, I think rail, some of their um, rail was privatized, but we're getting to a world that's where it's so like, sad, dude. Oh my god, it is that's sad. It's like reg- it's regressing, and that's why it's like, okay, guys. Um, and even the the healthcare system in the UK is really underfunded right now. It's not doing well, and so that leads to privatization. So that's why it's like scary because it's like we're gonna have a loads of companies that are huge and have all this control. And that's what cyberpunk looks like. That's what it talks about. This is mega corporations that have all these powers. Oh, do you have the insurance premium for your like broken leg or something? You know, <laughs> like uh, no. <laughs> I'm actually a, a little unfamiliar with the with the full story of cyberpunk. Oh well, like the whole genre essentially, it's a genre. Um, yeah, I'm familiar with with the genre, but I, yeah. I didn't know like the actual storyline of cyberpunk. The storyline is basically it's not that good to be honest. It could be better, but it's, <laughs> it's like basically I've, I've just heard like some stuff about the storyline. I haven't even played the game. I just I don't want to spoil it for myself. So that's I'm like oh okay, okay, okay. I know like some stuff, but some of the stuff that's discussed is kind of funny because there's the ambulance that comes. And it's like okay, what insurance plan is she on? It's like oh my god, okay, <laughs> premium like, or like platinum? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like okay, well she's on like. Like, like insurance for sixty percent of her, so she's gonna have to pay ten thousand. Half your leg. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh my god. But the problem is that happens in America. Like it's crazy. So, um, I'll fix half your broken leg. Yeah, <laughs> the rest will be sixty thousand dollars. So please. crazy with like a payment plan. <laughs> yeah, twenty bucks a month. Yeah, four four payments every month. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> for your broken leg. <laughs> but um, yeah. So. The, that's what we're going to. We're, and even Stephen Hawking, um, 
before he died. He, R.I.P. that guy. Yeah. Um, his last Reddit post was talking about... He was on Reddit? Yeah. I know. A lot, of people, a lot, of, a lot of people don't know this, but his last Reddit post um, was discussing how humanity does not have a lot of time. We have... He said we have 100 years. I was like, oh, girl. <laughs> We're gonna die. <laughs> We're gonna die. But... Because I was like, oh, shit. Because... A lot of people talk about climate change. I don't think it's an existential crisis. I think it's catastrophic. It's dude, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna kill all humans. A lot of people think I'm like, okay, guys, no, it's gonna be catastrophic. It's gonna lower the human development scale. Like we're all gonna be fucked, but um, it's not gonna kill us all. But what can kill us all is greedy companies or dictatorships that use AI in a bad way. And even uh, wait, hold on, hold on. No, I, I mean, I think what you're saying is most likely like climate change isn't gonna isn't gonna like kill everyone. Like oh, people, no. people will be definitely like survive. But I think like if we, here's what I'm thinking. If let's say that like we keep using companies the way they are, and like mm-hmm. we keep making as much plastic and as much fossil fuels every single year, and we don't stop, and even when like fucking like third world countries end up like literally dying we continue to like use these companies mm-hmm. for the profit of like rich people like us i think that like even like environmentally speaking mm-hmm. creates disasters like tsunamis whatever and that chill i'm sorry but if you're in a safe uh-huh. fuck yourself you're gonna drown but i think saying it's existential is a big term because i don't think it can kill all humanity and there's lots of scientists that and i'm not like Listen, you I'm, don't think it's possible that it kills everyone? Yeah, you it's catastrophic. So. No, it can't kill everyone. How? Because a lot of science is. You could look this up right now. I've done my research. No, I, 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 trust I, me. I, if I if I if I thought it was existential and if I did my, I would know. But I don't think it can kill all humans. And I mean this. Like, and I mean like it, we're probably gonna be like in fucking like slums because of the, human development's gonna be super bad because yeah. of it. But, but think of a tsunami. Yeah, I know, but not like... everyone's going to be affected by tsunamis, you know? It's it's honest, it, Unfortunately, <laughs> it's going to be, like, the poor countries and, like, New Orleans or stuff like that. Even then, they're probably going to have uh, barriers New Orleans? Yeah. New Orleans? Yeah. That's yeah. so random. Why New Orleans? Because it's... Oh, my God. You don't... Hurricane Katrina was below the... Below the um, oh, okay. sea level. It got flood... They have flood barriers. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, we're... News. So go ahead, go ahead. I was saying, <laughs> I get passionate about this. No, because there was this girl in my class, and she was like, she was like, oh, you know, some of my friends don't believe in climate change, and I was like, what, girl? And she was like, um, and I just kind of see both sides, and I was like, what? There's no both sides to this argument. This is science. This is like, it's like saying, oh, your wall is white. Uh, no, it's like saying your wall is black. Um, well, it's it's not. It's white. <laughs> like, it, it, it's a fact, yeah, you know? Yeah, factually speaking. And so yeah, I hate yeah. it when people try to debate, like, scientific facts. It just bothers me. But yeah. I, I can... I just I have can... to rant a little bit about that, but... For sure. Yeah, so I'm not, like, a climate change skeptic. I'm, I'm skeptical about it being existential. I think it's catastrophic. I don't think it's existential. Yeah. All right, I have to ask you. So, um, you told me you were a fanboy. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, so can you can you tell me what what a femboy is? Okay, so a femboy um is basically a guy um that a a man that is feminine um whether he wears makeup, crop tops, um 
dresses. There are lots of variants to the femboys. There's gay femboys, there's straight femboys, there's bisexual femboys. So yeah. Um, I definitely, my femboyness has, a lot of people get confused. They're like, oh, are you trans? I'm like, no, I'm just a guy that likes to wear dresses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so there's a difference. Like gender, do you you, you consider yourself a guy or a girl? A guy, a guy. Okay. So yeah, so, uh, gender expression means like, I just like to express, um, gender expression basically means like, I like to wear dresses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm crop tops um or you maybe you like to wear pants that's also gender expression you know um i sometimes i prefer the term gender non-conforming because i just don't conform to gender roles so i think by saying i'm a femboy it kind of i say it just to make it more simple for people i don't like saying i'm a gender non-conforming man like i just feel like it's really a lot for people so i just say femboy um, but I don't like the idea of equating dresses to being feminine. Cause it's like, what even is feminine and what even is masculine? You know, I think we have to think critically about that. Cause it's like, well, that's kind of like a socially constructed, you know, and sometimes social contracts, constructs are fine, but others aren't. And I think it's a bad social construct because it puts people in a box, it puts a lot of men in boxes more specifically. And women too, actually. Women too, but I would say men more. A, a woman can wear pants now, but if a man was to wear a dress, it'd be a it's a little a little harder. Yeah, but even I'd stuff for like harder. short hair for a girl, you know, it's, it's still seen a little a little funky. It's still seen, yeah. Like I'm talking like short, short. You know, like like short for a girl. Yeah. Um. Yes, but I would say for men who wear who are femme, it is definitely harder for them. Mm-hmm. Um. But you are gay, right? No. Or you're not gay? No, I'm bi. You're bi? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sorry if I, if, I, if I assumed. No, it's not. That's another thing. I always, I, I, sometimes I have a pen that says, it's kind of extra, but I say, it says, do not assume my sexuality. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not going to like, I'm not like. It's a, a pin? Yeah. I'm not like a woke scold. I'm not going to be like, fuck you for assuming my sexuality. Like, no, I don't, I don't care. Like, but, um, um. But I care somewhat, but I'm, I'm, I don't care. I, Did I offend you? I'm sorry if I offended I, no, you. No, I, I don't get offended. That's the thing. Oh, okay, okay. Um, because it's okay if you were. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry no, if I, I, I honestly... No, don't be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm bi. And I, I, that's another thing I, I try to... I want to create a... I'm in a media program, and hopefully in media I create, um, I can hopefully create characters that are like me. Because a lot of people don't see, like, straight femboys. They're like, oh, wait, you're not gay. Or you, right. Oh, you're interested in girls. Oh, uh, and they're like shocked by it. Even some girls, I'm like, they'll be like, oh, Eric, um, you can come in here if you want. Like, I'm getting dressed. I'm like, no, it's fine. <laughs> I'll just stay out. Because <laughs> they think I'm gay. I'm like, no, it's fine. You know. I thought you would have taken advantage of that. Oh, my God. I, I, I don't fucking no. know. <laughs> no, it's fine. But I mean, I'll, even girls who know I'm bi, they're just, like, fine with it. But, um, yes. Uh, but any other questions? Ask me. Ask no, away. I think that's good. I mean, honestly, like, I, I just by the name, it's kind of a little bit self, you know. It's my choice. Yeah, I, I thought fanboy was, like, I don't know if it would be feminine, but... Um, no, for sure. I feel like the 
I don't know if I want to get into this because it's, I don't think I could formulate correctly. Yeah, no. Um, uh-huh. But what does that look to you like when, like when you were younger? Like, is there a moment where like, oh, yeah. when you, like when you heard the term fanboy and you identify with it, like when did that happen before you knew about that term? What did it look like for you in terms of identity? Oh, I was like, I was, I tried to like act like a thug or some shit. Like I was, re- what? yeah, I tried to act like a thug. Like a thug? <laughs> I was really like, I went to Marymount and I was like. Yeah, yeah, because you went with Ali with Marymount. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah I yeah, was <laughs> more like, definitely like, like DG, like, <laughs> like. Oh, yeah, scared, like, dude. Gang, gang, no, like, like gang games. Like, I, I was like trying to be like that, and I was like, oh my god, that's so cringe. I just look at it. I'm like, oh my god, stop. Um, but yeah, I definitely. You're rocking that snap. <laughs> I was more masculine then, um, and I, I think, um, being with girls was also easier then. But we'll get into that. But yeah, I started to become feminine at around sec four. So I was around. 16, I think, um, 15. So it's pretty recent still. Yeah, pretty recent. Um, almost, yeah, four years now. Um, so I started wearing, uh, well, I started watching Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race. And then mm. I was like, oh, wow, like, I really love this. Like, this is great. Like, these guys are just expressing themselves. And I was, like, liking it. I was like, okay, like, maybe I could do that. So I wanted to, do, I started to do, um, so at first I started to wear just hoop earrings. I was just wearing hoop earrings around with like m- more masculine clothes, and then um, I started wearing like skirts and dresses, and then. How did your group of friends, kind of, or people in the school react to that? Oh my god! Um, did, so, did you know Aldi at the time? Yes. Okay. So uh, by sec four, that's when I really started dressing feminine. But that I was switched to schools to Mar- from Marymount to Lauren Hill, um, mm. so oh yeah okay. And Lauren Hill was actually oh, definitely a little more classy than than Marymount. Kind of, I uh, it was actually kind of less accepting. Actually, a lot of people get surprised by that, but I'm like, you know what? No, actually, that makes sense actually. Yeah, because Marymount seems kind of like a free for all and like yeah, is, but like Lauren Hill is like like these suburban kids and it's yeah, like exactly. they don't really see people like me a lot like. Mary Mouse, like, in the city, you know, you see people like me. Um, Lauren Hill people come from, like, Laval and West Island, too, so. Um, what do you mean, like me? That's, you're not you're not different than anyone else. Well, I mean, people like me, like, you don't see femboys walking around a lot of the time in the fucking suburbs. Yeah, I, I feel like it should not, even not be a category. I feel like, to me, like, it's it's so, like, just, but I, I, ca- I know, I know, I know, in, I know in which scenario you say, but I feel like, anyways, yeah, yeah go ahead. Categories are important sometimes, you know, to, like. For conversation wise and like like who's yeah, I get discriminated your point, against like. yeah but um what was i saying oh yeah so people oh my god um so at this point i was already bullied at marymount so that's why i switched uh. to lauren hill but i wasn't bullied over like feminine stuff or like whether people thought i was gay um some of that but not really uh it was more like this crazy person i was like literally a psychopath and i pressed charges on went to court and everything oh damn yeah she got locked uh, she she already was locked up before and then she uh she did unfortunately did not get locked up with me but yeah because you were locked up no i wasn't locked up my friend was locked up with her my ex-friend was locked up with her 
crazy shit happened. Anyway, sounds complicated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I switched school. I was like, fuck that school. Um, so I went to Lauren Hill. And so these guys are trying to bully me. And I was like, guys, like, I'm learning not scared of you. So I was like, fucking, fuck you, bitch. Like, I was like going crazy at them. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, go fuck yourself. And they were like, oh, because they thought I would like not say shit. You know, they see like this guy. And I was like, with like hoop earrings on. And I was like, mm, well, actually, I, I'm not scared of you because I literally dealt with a psychopath. <laughs> so, um, so by the time when you moved to Lauren Hill, you were starting to be more like a fanboy and like dressing more like feminine yeah, stuff? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. So you were in that transition period. Yeah. Okay. And also, I, I kind of got my heart broken by a girl. So I was like, you know what? Oh. Fuck this. I'm going to be myself. Yeah, this is the moments where you like are your best, you know? You're yeah. Like, fuck everyone. <laughs> I was like, fuck <laughs> I'm everyone. New. I'm just going to do my thing. And like, you bitches are going to be sorry. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you know where yes. and so actually I went back to Marymount one day and like the girl who like broke my heart I like was wearing these massive hoop earrings and people were like wow I kind of like put on some makeup too um but yeah um and Lauren Hill at so sec four I was like wearing hoop earrings but I was also going out in drag sometimes oh sick. so um where I would just like one time I like performed <laughs> just at Plastic's Eye. I like brought my speaker, started no like way. playing Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, and people were like tipping me. I was like, okay, cool. Like they're like super surprised. I was like this seven foot tall like person with like a crimped blonde wig and um, a fashion over jumpsuit on with my hip pads, thick fucking ass. Like. <laughs> People taking pictures of me. I was like, oh my yes. god, looking like a woman. I was looking like a whole woman. So I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. So um but then my speaker died really quickly. I was like, fuck. Okay. It's so embarrassing because I it died mid-performance. And I was like, okay, bye guys. <laughs> but um Did you make some cash? Yeah, I did a bit, but it wasn't. I, I didn't do it for a long time, like 10, said, 15 bucks at least. No, oh my God, no, because I, if I, I probably could have made that if I did it for longer. Um, but it's just my speaker did not have enough juice, and I even like went to the cafeteria. I was like, Hey, could you charge this for me? <laughs> and it like it didn't even charge that much because it was like a UE boom, and they just oh, take yeah. up so much juice, and I'm like. Oh, Okay, I was just like, whatever, I'll do this. But look, yeah, I think it's the best, like, like even if you made an offer, like, three bucks, like, even the yeah. fact that people actually, like... Oh, they, they love... People it's, loved it. Yeah. It was, like, something it's incredible, that they, no? Yeah, people never saw it before, and so I was like, wow, this is great. And then uh, I went to school the next day, and they were like, oh, my God, Eric, like, I didn't even know that was you on your story. Like, they were like... <laughs> I was like, who is this bitch with the fucking big-ass hair? I was like, oh, that's funny. But, um, yeah, so I started doing that in sec four. Uh, sec five came around and I started dressing even more femme. So that's when I started to like, started to buy makeup and stuff. And I was like, okay, I really want to do drag more. And so I started gluing down my eyebrows and shit. And, um, sec five was when I started wearing a skirt to school. And so when I started wearing a skirt was, um, kind of caused a big deal for the school admin as well. They were like, well, it's not in the rules that you can wear a skirt. Did you have a uniform? Yeah. Oh, you had a uniform. Yeah. Oh, so okay. it was like I was wearing a skirt, a woman's uniform, like the girl's uniform. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And they were like, oh, well, it's technically the girl's uniform. And I was like, yeah, well, that whole concept is kind of stupid. <laughs> and I didn't say that like to them, but I was like, I just don't think like I should just be able to wear a skirt. It's still part of the uniform. It's just a guy should be able to wear the skirt. Yeah. And so 
they were, they were accepting of it. It was just more like they wanted me to tell them before I did it because they thought of it because I was already starting shit with the school admin all the time. I was like a rebel kid kind of. And um, like the principal knew my, my name. Like it was like, here we go, the office again. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she wanted me to tell her before I started wearing it. And I was like, dude, why do I have to tell you? Like, it was just kind of annoying. Like, I don't think, I don't see it as that big of a deal. And I was just like, okay, well, whatever. I'll take it with a grain of salt. Um, but at that time too, I found that I was weaponizing my identity. I was kind of, I was like, you're homophobic. And I was like, oh, you know what? I, I cringe at it now. Cause I've said that to like the VP and when he wasn't being homophobic, but I just, I, I would use my identity as like, um, an argument. And I really hated that about myself and I'm glad I don't do it anymore, but I, and then like he called the other, he called the next day and he, to my house, it was like pre-prom. So I was like, um, I had my little suit on with my makeup and a bit of like some foundation, like my hoop earrings, of course. And I was voguing on the dance floor. Everyone's like, oh my God, you're crazy. Um, uh, and I'm talking about real voguing, like Vogue fam, like I used to do some of that. Um, uh, not like, you know voguing like on drag race but yeah so i called him homophobic and then he called the next day i'm <laughs> i'm morning at my mom's and he was like it sounded like he was about to cry and i was like oh my god that's, i feel so bad and so like i i like i said sorry to him and i was like hey like i'm sorry about that like i gave him a letter too <laughs> i was like here's the letter <laughs> like because he called you like crying because he felt bad he wasn't crying, but he... he yeah, he was definitely emotional. Yeah, he was down. emotional because I called him homophobic. And he was mm. like, you know, my sister's gay. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm. Okay, sorry, buddy. Like, I really, like, I'm sorry. You know? That's pretty big, actually, for him to do that. Yeah, Well, yeah, it is big. Actually, like, and I'm glad he did it because it kind of, like, it made me self-reflect because I was yeah, like... Yeah, perspective. It, like, I was like, you know what? Because I, I see people do this a lot and I kind of called them on it. I'm like, you know what? Like, stop weaponizing your identity because this person's obviously, like, not racist. This person's obviously not homophobic. They might just have a different opinion of you, a different opinion, or they might, um, I don't know, they might not necessarily, because I would, I would use it in arguments, like, oh, you just don't like me because I'm, like, bi or femme. And it's like, well, maybe they, you just did something wrong, you know? <laughs> like, maybe you, maybe you, uh, I don't know, cut the line or something, you know? I so. think this is where it gets really, really tricky socially, yeah, I think that's where like it's really hard you to can't draw tell. a line. It, it, that's exactly what I'm saying. Tell. It's like, and I feel like it's, I feel like you would trust the better judgment of someone not mm -hmm. to take that, like you're saying, like weaponizing it. Mm -hmm. um, but for sure, it happens, and I think that like, I don't know, especially now, like, with the like politically correct, which I really agree on. But the thing is, I don't know. I think it's. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard, cause you, you you just like you never know too. Like imagine you said to like I would never say that to someone. Imagine someone says that to someone. Uh -huh. You're like, oh, you're just saying that, and like, what if that person actually is a homophobe? And you're like, oh, like what the fuck, you know? Well, yeah, I mean that's it's the problem. Complex. It's really difficult because I'm like when you're constantly being attacked for like your identity, it's kind of like, I'm like oh fuck, like yeah, well, exactly. I guess you must be like one of those, but it's I, I try to tell people, you know, just breathe and kind of see the situation like maybe that's not you should think the best of someone you know 
and wait till they actually call you a fag or something. And then you can be like, okay. Okay, now I get where you're at. Sometimes I do that because I'm like, oh, they're going to get mad at me and they're going to call me a fag. Yes. Now I can call them a phobia. And then you have a yeah. right. Because <laughs> I'm like, sometimes just like, oh, I just know you want to call me that shit. But I'm like, I just feel like pushing it. Yeah, I'm yeah, pushing I'm pushing that button. What do you want to call me? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Savage. Uh, Savage. Yeah. So that was like during my sec five year. And then, um, Started wearing skirts and stuff, starting wearing makeup. And then at prom, I wore, like, I was, like, in full drag, glued on, uh, put on my eyebrows, wig, um, boobs and everything. It was fun. Um, and, yeah, that was, like, I was, like, you know what? I can't wait to, like, can't wait, like, till, I don't know, like, my grandchildren see this. It's going to be fucking awesome. They're going to be, like, look at our great grandfather fucking icon like went to prom and drag can't wait for that but um if they if the, if the world is alive by then but um yeah but i was like so after that summer came and that's when my my brand i was like i need to make a new brand i was like i want to be a twitch streamer i want to like and that's where i got my blue yay microphone and i was like i want and so I want to go just be crazy. And I I dealt with a lot of obsessive um, anxiety when I was in teenager years, but medication has helped with that as well as CBT therapy. Um, but I would always have to uh, like open the door and close it, open the door and close it, and then uh, or reread, reread, reread. Not not as bad as OCD. I don't like people being like, oh, well, self-diagnosing themselves. I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, shut up. Like, you know? Are you talking you would literally, like, physically open a door and close mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Okay, okay. Or I would ask someone. I'd be like, oh, what did you say? Even though I knew what you said. Right. I just want them to repeat what they said. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, it sounds odd, but, like, it's just when your brain does it, it's, it's weird. Like, you you have to use, you have to um, just do it. Cause it just feels right. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. No, I I see what you're. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it took a while to get medication because they're like, well, a lot of teenagers deal with obsessions, and I was like, okay, yeah, but I think mine is like really debilitating, like it's bad. So, I was like, okay. So I created this persona where I was like, completely imperfection. I wore like robes outside, but I had like crazy lines on my face and like I would put lipstick all over my face and my, and that was like kind of like my new drag persona. I like just crazy shit. Here, I'll show you a picture. It was like, um, I don't know how to explain it. Um, I wanted something different and I wanted to like, it was kind of like this. <laughs> like very like crazy. That's interesting. <laughs> It's like there's like he's now looking at a picture with rhinestones on my face. There's lipstick everywhere. I'm pretty sure I draw a dick there, but it's very hard to see. Um, but yeah. Yeah, on your nose. <laughs> no, I think it's wait. I thought the dick was on your nose. The dick's here. Oh, it's, it's like here. The balls. Oh yeah, I see. I see, it's going like yeah. Inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Wow. Okay. And I have like um tights on my head, but I would go out like this. Interesting. People literally thought it was cracked out. People thought it was insane. Were Were you stone cold sober? Oh yeah. No, a lot of people don't understand that. They're like thought I was on drugs. They're like I'm not on drugs, but like you were just like yeah, you were just doing your thing. Doing my thing. Um like even my mom showed a picture to one of her students and she was like, Oh yeah, this is my son. He was like, Oh, he does ketamine miss. (laughs) And I was like, Oh wait, your mom's a teacher? Yeah. Where? 
uh, Champlain College. Okay. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, no, like, <laughs> I do not. She was like, no, 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 don't worry. He doesn't do kind of mean, like, he's too scared of that. I was like, yeah, trust me. Um, Your mom is hella accepting that's dope. Oh, yeah, my dad, too. Like, a lot, of, gu- a lot of guys are, like, my, my whole family, I'm, I'm, like, so grateful about that. I'm so happy about that. Um, but my... Um, yeah, that can be really hard if your family doesn't accept it. Like, oh. That's crazy. Can't, like... I really like I yeah it's sad that's why a lot there's a lot of homeless um queer kids because they just get disowned um but yeah so my mom was like, <laughs> um she loved it well she didn't I, she it's not like loving it it's more like like cool like you know um same with my dad a lot of guys will be like Oh, like how's your relationship with your dad? <laughs> like the laugh because they like assume it's bad. Like actually, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> we watch movies when we laugh. Yeah, like it's fine. <laughs> like he only he, the only thing uh, he worries about me is that like if like I'm gonna be like a victim of like bashing or something. Like he worries about me going outside. You know, I I I, uh, I carry my pepper spray though with me, so I'm like okay, I'm good. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. Um, that was kind of the person I wanted to create because I was so obsessed with perfection that I was like, I wanted to create the opposite. So I wanted to create imperfection, put mm-hmm. like some eyelashes on my face and stuff like that. So that was happening this summer. Also, when I went to LaSalle College for fashion design and then I did that for a while and then I started a new persona. So I went through this new persona. Sorry if I'm talking a lot. Don't stress about it. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> so I went through this new persona, and so the new persona was very. I was like, because I wanted to go into politics at that time, I, I for my whole life since I was like, but now not anymore. But I was like, I wanted to become like the next prime minister of Canada, fucking crazy. Also a porn star. I was like, I'm gonna do this. Um, have but, you done porn? Have I done porn? Yeah. No. Or like webcamming? No, I'm not Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ali. <laughs> Shout out to Ali. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, I was like, okay, let me do. Um, but I decided not to do that, and I'm I'm want to go into video game development instead and create these kind of personas in my video games, mm-hmm. uh, these characters in my video games. Um, so I started dressing kind of like Hillary Clinton, but kind of crazy with like black eyeliner all over my face because I was getting I, I had no longer had lipstick so I just had eyeliner mascara and I started just rubbing it all over my face and going to like clubs and like stuff like that and there are some instances where I, there's a play there's like a queer party called unicorn party and, and it's in Montreal and um, I was wearing this crazy like ripped up suit and like with newspaper covered all over me I was going around the metro and people were like looking at me with crazy makeup on and they just, people loved it. They're like, can I take a picture? I like looked back. People were like fucking shocked. They were like scared. mother. And she was like, oh, can I take a picture? I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah. So then that was my other persona. Here, I'll show you a picture of that one too. So I would wear two dresses. One for, we could, it's a long story, but one for anarcho-communism and the other one for anarcho-transhumanism. So those were my, basically my uh, political philosophies. They're like hyper edited, but um, because that's kind of like my my Instagram. I used to go like Dawson, like this Dawson Night School. And then there's this too. That's like the red dress. I Mm -hmm. can't really see it, but um, yeah. So people are also like kind of shocked by that. Um, not as much as the robe. Right. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> but um, I also wanted the robe thing to be like hyper feminine, so it was always purple or pink robes that I would wear. Um, but yeah, and then I started my other persona. Do these personas have names or are they just faces? Okay, or so are they... my drag persona died with my drag persona was called Miss Vox. Miss Vox. And okay. so my drag persona stopped at um kind of fall twenty nineteen. Um and so that's when Miss Vox died. I killed Miss Vox, unfortunately. She's dead. Um, in a video game. All right, <laughs> in a video box. game. <laughs> um, and then, and then my political persona came out. I had no name for that one. Maybe I'll name it another time. Maybe Mr. Vox. Um, I was thinking of that. Sounds appropriate. I was thinking Mr. Yeah, Mr. Vox. So Mr. Vox came in, looking like Hillary Clinton. I remember someone was like, why would you want to look like Kelly Clinton? I was like, I like her hair. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> anyways. But, um, uh, so yeah, then that came in. And then came in my more political controversial outfit. So I had this, I got this blazer from a thrift store, a black blazer. Still wanted to go into porn and politics. So it's just a different, um, didn't want, I didn't have makeup on my face now. I just had black lipstick and a unibrow that I dyed on. <laughs> I bleached my eyebrows and I dyed in a huge unibrow. <laughs> and at first I wore a wig, a black bob wig. And people thought I looked like the girl from Incredibles, the, that lady, the short lady, I don't know. Um, and yeah, so then I was going out like that and people were like, some guys were like li- liking it and I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, uh but then, like, sometimes they'll see my hairy legs and they'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah. So then, yeah, so then my blazer dress was up to my ass. So I tried to go at night because I was like, I want to be, like, safe for work. I don't want to go out when there's, like, kids around, like, <laughs> when the families. I was like, so. Uh, that, that's considerate. I, I, I tried to be considerate, yeah. I, I'm very, like. I, I guess I'm kind of, like, I'm, I can be hypersexual, but I'm also modest. I'm like, this society's we need to be like sexually liberate. And then other times I'm like, you know what? We need to be a little bit more modest. <laughs> you know, there's kids around you guys. Um, but so yeah, I, I tr- would try to go out at night with that, but then I started wearing a rag, And so people were like, I got interesting. Um, I didn't actually never, I never got comments. The only comments I got were good, but I wanted to wear that just like, because people like, I just don't agree with the idea of cultural appropriation. Um, I, I just think culture is very fluid and it should be shared among people in a respectful manner, obviously. And so, um, yeah, th- that's when I started to wear Well, you're saying you think that cultural appropriation doesn't exist? No, I mean, like, it should, I think, I think there's, there's a difference between, like, appreciating a culture and appropriating it. I think, like, I think, I don't think... I think a white person can wear like a durag if they want to, you know, as long as they're respectful and know where it comes from, you know, or dress. Like, I just don't think, I don't like agree with that. So that's kind of why I wanted to wear a durag because I was like, um, I kind of wanted to get away from these people who were very like woke scoldy, where it's like they weren't like, um, open to other people's opinions or open to other people's concepts or just 
open to new ideas. And I, I was like, you know, I'm like very leftist. I, I'm very into social justice as well. But I just don't think, I just think we can have different ideas, you know? So I kind of used that not only because I liked how it looked, but also um, as a way to get those people away from me. Because a lot of those people are attracted to me. They're not like as friends too. They're like, oh, we, we're going to be really good friends. Even people say that to me now. I'm like, honestly, probably not. Sorry to say, like, probably not. You lame. Yeah, Get like, out. like, uh, yeah, no, literally, I'm like, mm, I'm sorry. I'm probably not going to be friends. And that's what probably, a lot of people realize. They're like, oh, you're, like, problematic. And I'm like, I mean, if that's what you call wearing a drag, I mean, like, okay, whatever. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, But, um... I can see you're like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> I was just thinking, I, I, I forgot who it was that I was talking to recently. I, I forgot who it was. But they were, they were saying the same. They were like, uh, if I don't I, name them, they're going to get canceled. I'm okay with being canceled. <laughs> Once you're canceled, you don't got to get canceled. That's my motto. You want to be canceled. <laughs> I, you, you I just want to be, be already canceled. <laughs> so I don't have to get canceled. You thought I was going to cancel you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, he's looking at me. He's going to fucking cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was saying. For I, a <laughs> look, I. N- no comment for a lot of things because I, I feel like I don't. My opinions aren't like fully formed for me That's to like. Fine. Don't get into politics. I'm telling, no, no, no. I, I think try, I think it's. But I'm telling you, it's just like oh fuck. No, I disagree. I, I think you should definitely, like, I think it's the responsibility for each civilian to actually know, like, what we're talking about. And one thing that I've actually tried to work a lot on, and something that I used to do a lot before was, like, you would tell me something, and I would pretend that I would know. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. If I don't know, I, I'm going to oh, tell I hate you. that. I, yeah, no, please tell I me. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So that's why, like, even stuff with, like, the GMOs, it's like, I'm just not aware, so I'm not going to pretend that I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Right. But, but for stuff like... Uh, cultural appropriation, I, I think, again, it goes, it's so complex because, like, it it goes down to, like, things that, I don't know, it's, like, it's some stuff that we just, like, haven't lived. And I think that if I can find my way to express myself without compromising how another culture feels, I think I'm going to take that route. But I do understand the fact that, like, if it's done respectfully, but... I don't know. I think that there's there's certain choices that humans can make mm. that um I don't know, are considerate and don't take away from from your liberty of expression, you know. Well, that's uh, that's what I mean. I it is, I think I I'm very I believe in freedom and liberty. And so I think you should if you want to wear that, you can wear that, you know. Um and you have to live with the consequences, of course, of what you wear. But you should still be able to wear a do-rag. Um, and, uh, like, uh, and also, sometimes it's, like, I find it's, like, a, usually it's, like, a lot of white people who get mad about it. And, like, a lot of black people, because I went to Marymount. I was, like, a minority in my school. But they, they don't give a fuck. A lot of black people do not give a fuck if you wear a do-rag, to be completely honest. And, like, and I tend to think that it's usually, like, white allies that... Time and time again, I find this like with straight allies as well, where they'll speak for marginalized groups, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, like sometimes people will speak for femboys, and they'll be like, "Stop sexualizing us." I don't give a fuck. Do you know I'm never sexualized in society, like ever. 
um, per, uh, they were talking about like women sexualizing femboys. And I was like, girl, it's really hard for me to get a girl because I'm femme. So I just, I just don't like it when speak, people speak for others. Mm-hmm. I, although I know their intention is okay. I still like, I'm a strong advocate for freedom of speech as well. Um, as long as it's not calling for violence or um, extreme misinformation, like um, what Trump was doing at the riots. Um, but yeah. I want to ask you a question, but I, I really don't. It's important for me that, that it doesn't seem like an attack. Like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, no, I'm just <laughs> go really ahead, curious. Go ahead, go ahead. I do but not like, get attacked. Yeah. For example, like, if you were a do-rag, like, do you, like, what exactly does that, what does that mean to you? Um, it's really not that deep. I just thought it looked good. You know? Right. A lot of people think there's, like, a deeper meaning, um, the other deeper meaning was to try and get those people away from me because I would I would attract people who would be kind of um, woke scoldy and they would try to try to scold, right, right, scold right. me for not having the same opinions as them and I was like well mm-hmm. sorry I, I I definitely agree. so so let's say if we dissect that for example let's take the because what I had also like what I expect next but I thought it, it also wasn't that deep you know it's just like you wanted to wear mm-hmm. it because it, it looks good um, if it wasn't to get away from people do you think there's other ways to do that that doesn't necessarily interfere with uh, the black community? Mm, I feel like that would... Why would I... I don't under... I don't agree that I should change my fashion choice for a few people that disagree with it. Because no, I not... don't think, like, the overwhelming amount of the black community actually cares if I wear a durag. You know, I think they care more about police reform or, you know, other stuff. Like, But I don't think you can really speak for them either. No, I can't speak for them. But I can assume that. But either, even if I wasn't to assume that, I would assume that I think liberty is important. I would definitely agree with and that. I think by... Wearing a do-rag, it shows that I believe in my freedom to wear a do-rag. Do you believe there's other ways to express your liberty that doesn't yeah. interfere with the yeah. black community? Maybe wearing a pen. This is free speech or some shit. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't even know if it necessarily... Um, I don't see it as something that even if it, I don't know, what do you mean by interfere? Well, like you're saying, for example, in Marymount, you know, like a lot of black people just didn't really care if you wear the do-rag. I, d- I didn't wear it there. there. Okay. But. Well, well let, let's say that like whatever. Yeah. But factually, there's a lot of people who do care and who, who would argue that like for them based on their history, you know, they feel like it's something that... I don't know, kind of belongs to their culture because of the history. Mm-hmm. And it would bother them to see a white person wear it. Mm-hmm. So, so therefore, you wearing that interferes with their pride, you know? And kind of like what, what they find. As much as we find blackface unacceptable, mm-hmm. you know? Do you agree with blackface? Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so, it, it interferes in the way that it's it's wearing something that um, you don't share the the history with maybe is a good way to put it. But culture is very fluid, you know? Um, head wraps have been used throughout history. Um, 
was specifically do-rags. Do-rags were used for black people. But I think by what's the opposite, by I think the opposite is worse. If we do not share cultures, then what would that create? It would create cultural segregationism. So what that means is that cultures will be separated. I just don't. I think I that's, agree. But I think, I just think that's kind of fucked. You know, I just uh, I think cultures should be able to share stuff with each other. Definitely, I think that I agree with that idea, and I, and I think intention is good. But I think like where we are right now in the world, I don't think we're in a space where we fixed enough problems for cultures to kind of like interact with each other in a way where um, no one gets to be offended because there's no reason to be like right now, we still see a lot of injustice in the black communities. And like, Mm -hmm. it's something that like needs to be taken taken care of like Mm -hmm. ASAP. I think the day and fucking blessed day where that happens, where like we see no inequalities between the white communities and the black communities and like the justice is full then by all means, I think that's great that we can actually change cultures. And obviously the idea would be that it would be okay for you to wear a durag. But, but I think that where we are right now, people get offended because like it's one, it's like black communities have a lot of like, under a lot of pressure, plus they have to deal with, um, I don't know, they, they want to hold on to something to durag and someone else wears it, you know? I think I understand where that can be. I understand where it can come from. I, I, I yeah, have... Do you get my point? No, I get your point. Yeah. You know, I can empathize with that. I understand. And again, I don't mean to say you're wrong at all. Yeah, like, no, no, like, no, no um, I know, I know. But here's the thing. Um, I just see it as kind of like a nonsensical to have like, be like, oh, well, they're dealing with a lot of... It's just like, well, I don't think a durag is going to be that big of a deal. I think... Um, I just don't... How can I word this? I just think that why not do both? Create... Um, great things within the black community um like police reform as well as um universal basic income that can help them as well as other things um and just like share cultures and i think that could be part of almost a healing for race relations if we share cultures like i'm talking about like um let's say you're from France and sharing your culture from France with, um, or Italy with black culture, black people. I think that's interesting. And it's like, there seems to be a double standard as well. It's like, oh, well they're discriminated against because of their durag. So you shouldn't wear the durag because, but I'm allowed to wear like a kilt. And it's like, well, does that really make sense? Cause if we think critically of that, um, it doesn't really, I can understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, there's like, it's slightly the same thing. You're still wearing a part of someone else's culture, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, critically and logically, that makes sense. But I think like in the human experience, we, we see things very differently. And I think it's based on history and the feelings like, um, the, the history of it is, a lot less intense the history of the durag in the black communities mm. so i think i think that yeah. like critically yes they're both things that you wear from different cultures if you put that on the board like yes why one is acceptable why not the other one but when you look at like what that like the weight that carries behind it 
Right. And the human experience, I think. Anyways, I don't know how we got here. I want to ask you a question that's totally unrelated, unless you want to say something else about it. It's fine. This. No, I, we, I think we, we Yeah, got... I think we did around. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I don't even know how we talked about the drag and everything else, but I wanted to ask you, like, experience when you were moving towards, like, the fanboy. Like, how was your experience with girls and boys? Like, did you experience with boys? Okay, And yeah. that was part of it? Or was did that come after, like... Oh, I'm I, always curious in like sexuality. I was, like I was, um, I considered myself like bi curious for a long time, even before you moved into like uh, since like suck one, yeah, okay, even okay, before okay. that. Um, and I always had kind of like um, I don't know why. There's like still like not enough research on this, but like a gay accent. It's like a, the quote unquote gay <laughs> accent, but um, it's true though. It's it's odd. Um, uh, they they don't really. I have a good um, answer for that yet of why that happened. I think it's GMOs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. I think it's CRISPR. <laughs> <laughs> the GMOs are turning us gay. <laughs> um, That's Monsanto's final goal. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no. Um, so I was always, uh, gender expression and sexuality are different, but there is, um, a component of gender expression within the queer community. So being gay, you're exposed to drag queens, you're exposed to this and that, or being bi, you're exposed to this and that. So um, I think that's what kind of makes a lot of men be like, well, I can do all this stuff. I didn't realize I could do all this stuff. And because I I think it's more socially acceptable for gay men to um, express their femininity than straight men, um, that it allows... um, it allows just, I guess, people to just express themselves freely. But, yeah, I, I consider myself bisexual when I started, um, when, did I, when I started Sec4. It was like September 2019. So it was one miss. F- uh, you were in Sec4 in 19? Okay. No, Sec4. Probably seven. Sec4. Five. Yeah, probably. Sec five. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Sec five twenty nineteen. Um yeah, so that's when I was like, Okay. I'm like buying it. <laughs> how do you like did you I'm maybe sec four, I'm not sure. How do you experience with guys before? Yeah, so I've ex- I've had uh, many experiences with guys. Um I've had I lost my virginity to a girl when I was more masculine. Um it's very difficult for a femboy to find a girl. Um, yeah, yeah, that's... And I think that's what makes a lot of straight men not want to be a femboy, because mm. a lot, for a lot of men, um, their behavior is a result of who they're attracted to. And so it's like, oh, I can't act like that, because, you know, I can't get that girl. And so I was like, I made, I made a significant choice. I will say um, it was easier for me because I'm bi. So I was like, okay, fuck it. I can just be with guys if I want to. Although I would like to be with girls because it's more, con- it's more, um, um, I guess it's more um, it's shocking. It's more shocking. It's more shocking. Yeah, femme guys with a girl. It's like, oh, oh okay, I, thought, okay. I thought you were gay. You Do know. you prefer sex with guys or girls? Or you have no preference? Um, girls, because I feel like um, 
there's just more stuff to do for me. <laughs> because for girls, uh, for straight sex, I'm like a top. So I'm like... <laughs> You're a top. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so for straight sex, I'm like... Um, uh, I guess I just... Oh, I'm the one penetrating. You mean rather than getting pegged? <laughs> you mean with a girl? Yes, for yeah, a yeah. girl. For a girl. For a guy, I'm the one who's um very submissive. Okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a bottom for a guy. So a lot of people are like, oh, okay. W- would you get pegged with a girl? Uh, maybe in a relationship, but it's not my like. It's not your angle. I definitely like to be more dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's funny. Like I've heard a bunch of people say like that they're by like with girls and guy, your behavior definitely changes. Like, like, like oh, yeah. so, some girls who are by like. With a guy, they're super, like, submissive. Uh, but with another girl, they're super dominant. Right, yeah. I'm guessing the same for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is... Yeah, I guess more stuff to do, but would you... To you, is, like, your perfect scenario, like, having, like, a threesome, for example? <laughs> um, not really. Okay. And a lot of people are shocked by that, because they're like... Oh, I just... Like, when it comes to the sex... If it was to be a threesome, I would want either two girls or two guys. I don't want it to be like um, one girl and one guy and then me. It would have to be two girls and me or two guys and me. Because I just, I I can't just like switch to Dom and submissive at the same time. You know, oh, I, I, see, I see what I you don't mean. Want to be, like, I just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like fuck you, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, so I was like, okay, no, I can't do that. I've been offered that a lot though. I'm like, mm. I was like, well, it would, like it's usually guys who ask. Me. I'm like, well, it would have to be just me and you having sex with your girlfriend then, <laughs> and not like just us playing with you or just I don't know. <laughs> do you feel comfortable with your sexuality? Oh yeah. I mean, that's, like, that's, like, a, a lot, like, I, I feel like once you're, once you're wearing, once you're a guy wearing dresses outside, I mean, like, you sexualize the last thing you think about. It's, like, fuck. Yeah, me. it's, like, I, okay. I guess that's a good point, yeah. It's, like, that's, a, uh, whatever, you know. <laughs> but I, it's definitely, it's just harder. It's harder to um, just find a girlfriend, and I had a lots of difficulties with that. Um, cause I was like, you know what? I really want to be with a girl and just because I prefer the sex with women. Um, and it's just difficult because, um, I find that there's not a lot of women who are into femme guys. It's getting better though. Obviously like TikTok with the maid dress meme and stuff like that. But, um, that's why I'm like, okay with me being sexualized. I'm like, guys, it's fine. The society doesn't sexualize me. So if, if a little niche sexualizes me, I'm fucking fine with it. Um, but, yeah, so, it's just difficult, and it really, I guess it kind of contributed to some sadness in my life, but I, I'm kind of getting over that, um, but, yeah, and I, I kind of think of the future, I'm like, okay, well, I'll probably find someone. I have no doubt you'll find <laughs> a lucky girl to have sex with <laughs> dude, whatever it is that you want to do more like relationship like that's something I right know. well i mean it comes with you, yeah, like, yeah. Thing, you know no no like yeah yeah and i i wish you the best <laughs> in your conquest thank you um don't mind guys too either though 
and guys both you know especially in ndg you know like it's, <laughs> it's no it, i swear like trust me one day you'll go to branche olivier and you'll see someone and you'll be like that's it that's the motherfucker what about you for your sexuality what do you feel like um um you don't have to answer if you don't want to no no it's, it's all right it's all right um straight but i i've had i've been interested in in guys uh before um mm -hmm. like i think towards the end of high school like i'm, I'm 22 so i'm a little bit older right. um okay. but i did uh i did a trip for uh seven months in europe okay backpacking um and then through that experience i, I kind of like i kind of realized that uh i don't know I, I i can find a guy like beautiful in itself like i i appreciate mm. the masculinity of someone or the femininity of someone too right um but but no definitely sexual preferences is girls yeah it's interesting yeah yeah because um i think a lot of people like are on kind of like this spectrum of sexuality where it's like the kinsey scale where it's like yeah i'm like 90 percent straight but i'm like 10% gay too but there's also people who are on the opposites but like someone's 100% gay and someone's 100% straight I think sexuality is like really yeah I think that's really fluid saying. yeah yeah I think that's that's what I'm saying like it's I think really that's fluid. one of the things where like it's so fluid and I think yeah. it's really hard to put that in a scale uh, and people will go through different phases and shit yeah yeah Eric thank you for coming to the podcast Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Last time I was uh, talking with was my last guest, Belle, and I was like, oh, I should be in a podcast with someone where, like, we have ideas where we clash a little bit. Because oh, I, yeah. I want it in, like, I'm, 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 I'm happy because it's important to, like, actually, like, speak with someone in which, like, you can actually, sh like, if we, you and I don't have these conversations, how are we supposed to even, like, if you don't step out of your niche, how are you supposed to even, like... Oh, that's Try to I, understand the other side. Well, that's what I mean. It's important to have conversations. Super important. And some, pe and some people want to censor those conversations. So that's why very free speech. But yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Do you have any uh, closing words? Um, okay. Any shout outs, closing words? Who do you want to just cancel me before I get canceled? <laughs> Everybody cancel. <laughs> cancel Eric. Just cancel me. <laughs> DM him. And just cancel.